Hello, welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 185. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's right, 185, just like other things that add up to 185. Boy, I really thought I was going somewhere with that. At any rate, uh, we're here again, doing this thing. It is well into August as this episode is going out. I believe this episode is dropping on August 11, 2019. The uh, space year 2019, which probably sounds quaint to you folks uh, in the th- you know 30th century as you're listening to this. But here we are. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of mourning the rapidly approaching end of summer. I am trying not to think about all the bad news that is bad newsing through my radio and TV and media outlets these days, which is just a good reason to have Atari games around, you know? They're simple, they're pure, they don't come with a lot of baggage, they're just fun. And I think right now we just kind of need fun. So let's get on with some fun. Oh, but first let's do this. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship. Or else he'll go splat He's Mad Mike Hughes Mad Mike Hughes On August 2nd, there was a post on the Rocket Man, Mad Mike's mission to prove the Flat Earth page on Facebook. A dude standing in front of a weird-looking tree at, uh, at sunset. And the caption is, Mike and the symbolic lone Joshua tree. Not the U2 Joshua Tree, unfortunately. That would be much more entertaining. Movie launches August 11th. I knew there was something big about August 11th as this show is going out. That stupid Rocket Man movie, not the Elton John biopic, is launching. The new website is up, according to this post, and running at www.realrocketman.com. Like and share. What the heck, I'll get to the website. The home screen for the website... Rocket Man, the documentary. Mad Mike's mission to prove the flat Earth. What is Louis Black doing in this Rocket Man trailer? Supposedly, you can watch the movie, I think I mentioned this last week, on various outlets. Amazon, Fandango Now, Apple TV, Voodoo, Google Play, YouTube. But as I'm recording this podcast, the links are not up yet for that. I'm curious what Louis, Louis Black is doing here. Let's see. California man is getting ready to launch himself into the air. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about all that. There he is. In their bedroom, uploading conspiracy theories to YouTube, but it takes a special idiot to launch himself into space for the cause. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis. You pretty much summed it up. Yeah. So the movie's out as you're hearing this podcast. Supposedly, it's going to be on Amazon. If it's Amazon Prime and it's free, maybe I'll check it out. If any of you do check it out, let me know. Let's see. On July 31, Facebook post, could be a nut, could be a marketing genius. What do you think? There's a quote from some guy named Jerry Lockridge. Quote, We came out to watch the rocket launch. A lot of people got the idea he's just some kind of a nut. Yes. Yes, they do. Oh, well, anyway, back to the website. Rocket Man, Mad Mike's Mission to Prove the Flat Earth is a documentary about an aging daredevil 
Named Mad Mike Hughes, Hughes decides to launch himself in a homemade rocket on a mad mission to prove the Earth is flat in this hilarious documentary that chronicles his journey to liftoff. South Dakota native Tony Brusso was searching the web and came across an article about a flat earther who was launching himself in a homemade rocket to prove the Earth was flat. It gave him a chance to produce something similar to one of his favorite Chris Smith documentaries, American Movie. Never seen it. He made some calls, partnered with longtime collaborator, uh, collaborator Michael Lynn, and one month later they were filming Mad Mike Hughes and Friends in the California Desert. It has a bunch of the people in this movie. They all look really thrilled about it. Um, so, yeah. Alright. As far as I know, though, the Earth is still not flat. So, I can't wait to see if this movie blows the lid off of that little belief. Frankly, I don't know if the way things are going in the world right now, we could handle the, you know, shocking realization that the Earth is actually flat. Alright, well... There we go. We are one step closer to finding out that answer. Grab hold of something. You know, because you don't want to fall off the earth. Gonna prove that the world is flat In his rocket ship Or else he'll go splat He's Mad Mike Hughes Mad Mike Hughes Not much news this week. At least nothing I want to talk about on the podcast. But we did get a bit of feedback on Facebook from Clinton Davies. Hi, Clinton. My production schedule being what this is, this is uh, actually referring back to episode 183, Firefly. You'll recall among the many issues people have with Firefly is the music, putting music in quotes, and Clinton um, is suffering like the rest of us. His comment, all in caps, this music, ow, my ears. Yeah, anyway, played this thanks to the No Swear Gamer review. Excellent choice. Played it, saw it, got the non-existent t-shirt, and moved on. This is worse than Tax Avoiders. Thanks for the comment, Clinton. I've still never played Tax Avoiders. I've heard about it. I will probably look for it eventually. Uh, I gather it's kind of rare, at least to get the cartridge. I'm not sure. At any rate, I have not, in my limited wanderings, uh, come across it in the wild. So, I'll take your word for it that it's worse than Tax Avoiders. It's pretty bad. But uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to 183 if you haven't already. Because it's not as bad as tax avoiders? I don't know. You can decide for yourself. Okay, well, why don't we get on to this week's game then? This week's game is... Hangman. For the Atari. From Atari, rather. 1978. This, I believe, was in the second wave of games. Not one of the originals. But uh, pretty close thereafter because evidently Atari was already out of ideas for games. So they said, let's take this dopey little pen and paper game that little kids make their parents play while they're waiting for food at the, uh, at the Cracker Barrel, and, and we'll turn it into a video game. And they did. I really don't think I should have to tell you how to play Hangman, but the game does come with an instruction manual, so here you go. On the manual, you've got what appears to be a jungle hunt sequel not uh, you know less than hangman you've got a monkey swinging in a tree you've got with the word monkey over it little dashes under each of the letters you've got fish insect flower beast all with the accompanying pictures although beast i don't know what that's supposed to, that, that's a girl that seems like a weird editorial but 
Alright. Oh, wait. Maybe the beast is supposed to be the rhinoceros? Yeah. Okay, I guess that's what it's supposed to be. So I don't know why there's a girl on this cover. Art. Hmm. I don't know. Someone who knows more about the art of these games maybe can tell me about that. We're going to use joystick controllers for this one. Be sure the controllers are firmly connected to your video computer system. To prolong the life of your Atari video computer system and protect the electronic components, the console unit should be off when inserting or removing a game program. Use the controller to select the alphabet letter. The alphabet letter. Alright. You wish to enter into the computer. Letters of the alphabet appear one at a time on the right of the screen. Put the joystick forward to cycle through the alphabet letters. Okay. From A to Z. Pull the joystick towards you to cycle through the letters in reverse order from Z to A. That's right. This game was cutting-edge technology. You can scroll through letters forward and backward. I guess Fortnite was just, uh, you know, a breath away from this. When the letters you want appear on the screen, release the joystick. Press the red controller button to enter the letter you select into the computer. With the difficulty switch uh, in the A position, a player has 20 seconds to select the next letter with the joystick. When the difficulty is in the B position, there is no time limit. In one-player Hangman games, a player is allowed 11 incorrect letters. If the player has not completed the word, after 11 incorrect guesses, the game is lost. You score one point for each game you win. The computer scores one point for each game you lose. During two-player games, 11 incorrect letter selections are also allowed between the two players. The player who completes the last letter in a word receives one point. The first player to score five points wins the game. Don't let this game make a monkey out of you when you test your word skill. The action begins after you press the reset switch on the console. Line spaces appear at the bottom of the screen. One space equals one letter of the hangman word. If there are six spaces, for example, the hangman word could be luxury. But it's not. Okay? We're just telling you that right now. If you have a six-letter word, don't always assume it's luxury. Because then you'll write nasty letters to Atari, and they will laugh at you. Your object? To complete the hangman word within 11 incorrect letter guesses. They've told us, told us that about four times now. Games 1, 2, 3, and 4 are one-player games in which one player complete, competes against himself and the computer. During two-player games of 5, 6, and 7, and 8, two players compete to guess the hangman word first within 11 incorrect guesses. It should be a drinking game or something. Every time the manual says 11 incorrect guesses, uh, you take a shot. Go ahead and Go get a bottle. Oh, wait. Okay, let's go. In game 9, one player composes the hangman word for the opponent to guess. The difficulty of the hangman word is determined by the game number. 1 and 5 feature 1st through 3rd grade vocabulary. 2 and 6, 1st through 6th grade. 3 and 7, 1st through ninth grade. And 4 and 8, holy cow, 1st all the way up through high school. Although in my little bit that I played the game today, I didn't see any word, I don't think, longer than four letters. And I was playing on uh, game four, first through high school. Use your joystick to select the alphabet letters, okay, that appear on the right of the screen. Enter the letter into the computer with the red controller button. The letter you select is in the hangman word, it appears in the appropriate blank, or blanks. If the letter you select is not in the hangman word, a part of the monkey appears in the upper left corner of the screen, and that letter is deleted from the alphabet cycle. Hold on. The game's not called Hang Monkey. It's called Hang Man. Are you saying that monkeys are men? Is this some sort of weird commentary on evolution? 
Because I don't know if I like that. Actually, I don't care. People evolve from monkeys. Everybody knows that. Um, but I am fascinated that they called the game Hangman, but they won't actually use a stick figure man in the game. It has to be a stick figure monkey. And somehow that's okay. You're stringing up a monkey, but by God, don't you know? Show stream stringing up a, a fake, you know, stick figure man. That will freak the kids out. Hurting animals is okay though, I guess. Anyway, where was I? If you haven't completed the hangman word after 11 wrong selections, the hangman word automatically appears in the spaces, and the monkey is completed in the upper left corner. In one-player games, the number of games you win appears in the upper left corner. The number of games you lose appears in the upper right corner. In two-player games, a player scores one point for completing the hangman word. The first player to score five points is the winner. The left controller player's score appears in the upper left corner. The right controller player's score is in the upper right corner. And the rest of the manual basically breaks down how uh, uh, games one through nine are split. Uh, what, you know, basically it alternates the even number games one through two, well, not the even number games actually games one, two, three, and four are one-player games. Five, six, seven, and eight are two-player games. Game nine, boy, here's where stuff gets real. Because in game nine, it's your turn to choose the hangman word. What? Instead of playing with the computer word, one player composes the hangman word with the joystick controller. The opposing player receives 11 guesses to complete the hangman word. To enter your own hangman word, why don't they, they just say word? Bugging me. Into the computer, or, or monkey word. Why don't they say, hang, say hang monkey word? Anyway, to enter your own, I'm just going to say word, into the computer, cycle through the alphabet letters, yes, on the screen while your opponent avoids looking at the screen. The hangman word may be between one and six letters. If you want cat to be the hangman word, cycle through the letter C and enter it into the computer by pressing the red button. Repeat the process for letters A and T. Spoiler, that's how you spell cat. To enter the same letters in succession, the same letter in succession, cycle to the letter and enter it into the computer. And I thoroughly expect that those of you who happen to have a hangman cartridge are busy right now turning this wholesome little child's game about killing a monkey uh, into something perverted by entering as many dirty six-letter words as you can think of into the hangman game nine. I take that as a given. And that is how you play hangman. Just to clear up any misconceptions about alphabet letters, the modern English alphabet is a Latin alphabet consisting of 26 letters, each having an upper and lowercase form. It originated around the 7th century from the Latin script. Since then, letters have been added or removed to give the current modern English alphabet of 26 letters. And I absolutely, totally just told you that off the top of my head. I swear. As I quickly shove my phone back in my pocket. Atari Protos was also hung up <laughs> on this idea that you're killing a monkey instead of a man in this game, and also goes on to point out that the Sears version of the game is called Spelling, which is dumb, and might give you some clue as to why Sears doesn't exist anymore. They speculate that maybe the game Hangman was copyrighted somehow, but he says it could be considered spelling in a warped way. Uh, he's comparing the cover art, basically. I like the Atari version here. The little dinosaur spelling beast is just too cool. The Sears version has a monkey, and you just can't go wrong with monkeys. Although if I were these people, I'd watch out for little monkey presents from above. Confusingly, the Sears artwork shows an actual game of hangman with the original hanged man instead of a monkey. Woodgrain Wonderland is somewhat charitable 
to this video game effort. It's easy to make fun of Hangman today, but it's really not that bad, they say. You have 11 tries to guess a word before you hang your monkey. Get your mind out of the gutter, this isn't a mystique release. The words are no more than six letters long, but Atari didn't slouch on the vocabulary. Although, like I said, the little bit that I played, I didn't see very many complicated words. Apparently this reviewer saw words like nebula in the vernacular. And if you're a word nerd like me, the reviewer says, Hangman offers a surprisingly decent challenge. Grade C. The classic game room wiki says that Mark says the Hangman, Hangman is basically the TV show Wheel of Fortune. And he has a lot of games like this that you would think would suck, but don't. He was surprised at some of the words that comes up with and recommends the game. So there you go. Wikipedia hopefully points out helpfully points out that a hangman most commonly refers to an executioner carries out a death sentence by hanging, or a game of guessing a word or phrase one letter at a time, a delightful pastime for young children to carry out death sentences. The Hangman was a 1928 German silent film and also a 1959 American Western. In 2001, there was a television film featuring Machen Amick and Lou Diamond Phillips called Hangman, a 2010 Indian film, a 2015 British found footage film, a 2017 American crime thriller starring Al Pacino, really? I don't remember that one, a 2015 play, Hangman was an enemy of Batman in DC Comics, and the name of two fictional characters in the Marvel Universe, which has got to like blow nerds minds. The Hangman was originally a hero and later a villain, a villain in the Red Circle comics publications. The Hangman was a poem for children by Maurice Ogden and also a 1964 animated short based on that poem. It was a 2000 uh, novel by Michael Slade. And The Maid Freed from the Gallows is a folk song sometimes given the title Hangman. Hangman is also an unreleased song by English rock band Queen and also a song by Crocus from Hellraiser. And The Hangman is a roller coaster located at the now-defunct Opryland USA theme park in Nashville. Oh, and by the way, it's a game for the Atari 2600. Alright, well, after the break, what say you and me hang, man? My daughter's off mic laughing at me right now, which is pretty much the normal, <laughs> the normal state of, be of things. Shut up, I'm your dad, you're supposed to respect me. Few people realize that the adorable cat in the Hang In There Baby posters, the one hanging from a tree branch in every inspirational poster in every office everywhere, he wasn't a very good speller. But the Hang In There Baby cat had a lot more chance of survival than the schmuck who gets hung in the delightful children's game Hangman. Alright, so I'm going to play game four. Which, I guess, could mean that we get a game, uh, we get a word that could be at a level of anywhere from a first grader to a high schooler. And we get 20 seconds to guess a letter each time we guess a letter. So, pressure's on. Let's do it. Let's find out what this American educational system did for me. Alright. Hey, that's a good choice. It's a four-letter word. Boom, A is the second letter. 
How about E? No, E. I? Nope. O? Nope. It's gotta be a U. There's only one vowel? Oh, it is a four-letter word, I guess. No T. No S. It's not looking good for my hang monkey. Ooh. M? Oh. M-A. Letter, letter. L? No? Um. Boy. C? Nope. D? Oh, I failed. I have killed the monkey. I have killed a monkey right here on the podcast. What I wouldn't do for you people. Oh, by the way, the word was many. And I gotta say, listening to someone play Hangman is probably the most productive use of podcast time ever. Those of you who don't donate to the Patreon, aren't you glad that you get this for free? And those of you who do or are considering it, well, think of it this way. Is there any other podcast where you've listened to a person play Hangman? That's right. Only right here. All right. Back to you in the studio. Hey, Atari fans. This is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Join Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review cartridge-based games for the Atari's last answer, the 8-bit gaming system, as well as delve deep into their history. Kieran will also introduce everyone to the UK's budget games. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's xegs, the number 8, bit.com. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. Alright, so here's the thing about Hangman. It's totally inoffensive. It's like... What is it like? It's like, um... Uh, elevator music. I guess. It's just there, you know? Or it's like... On television, anything on network TV, pretty much, these days. It's there. It's fine. Maybe you get a little fun out of it, but you're not going to go looking for a network TV show. Um... Wow, I just slammed every network TV show. And I could probably, if I thought about it, find exceptions to that. I'm just kidding, network TV. But yeah, I mean, Hangman is just sort of, yeah, it's okay. And actually, I, you know, the one reviewer said there are some challenging words in here. And probably if I played a little bit more, there probably would be. And I've played a lot of Hangman in my time uh, on, you know, on paper. I don't know that I would dig out a video game cartridge to play it on a TV screen. But sure, why not? If you got kids... Might be a good game for him to play. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story, story, 
story, story time with Bill. All right. Well, this week on Story Time, we're doing a little experiment. Um, you've heard me from time to time mention uh, another podcast that I enjoy called Champa and Klein, The Night Rider Years. Dave Champa, Drake Klein, a uh, very funny gentleman, host a weekly show where they do uh, an episode-by-episode review of classic 80s TV show Night Rider, starring David Hasselhoff, driving around in a talking car, solving crimes. I first found these guys through their Night Rider, or sorry, through their MacGyver podcast, um, Mullets and Memories, uh, and they've done a couple other shows too in the past. They're very funny. I, we've gotten to be uh, podcasting friends over the years, uh, responding to each other, uh, things that we've each posted. They enjoy my show. I enjoyed their show. Uh, I actually was on their show, helping them review the season two Night Rider opener. Uh, and there's some discussion that I may be back for the season three opener. I have tried to return the favor to get those guys on this show, but you know, life being what it is, uh, we both have shows to do of our own. We have day jobs. We have uh, other obligations. Uh, it just hasn't quite worked out. But they did offer to go ahead and just, you know, they said, hey, if you want us to write a story about one of your games, uh, we'd love to do that. So I took them up on it. And I thought, well, I could give them a, you know, a space adventure or I could give them a, a monster game of some sort. But that's pretty low-hanging fruit, right? It's pretty easy to come up with a story about those kinds of th- games. I, but I thought, these guys are pretty clever. I'm going to give them a challenge. I'm going to give them Hangman and have them come up with a story. And I'll be damned if they didn't do it. So here now is a story presented to you by Dave Champa and Drake Klein. I can't remember because it's been a little while since I listened to it. I can't remember if they gave the story a title. I don't think they did. So I'm just going to call it Untitled Champion Klein Video Game Story. Take it away, guys. Greg, I uh, picked up a, a box of uh, my favorite cereal. Oh, yeah. A jar of, alphab- jar, a jar of alphabets. Um, picked up a box of alphabets right yeah. now. So I thought we could... Uh, we could, you know, we could we could talk a little bit while I eat these uh, eat these alphabets, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. My favorite part mm-hmm. of eating alphabets is making those fun words. It's almost like you're oh, playing right. when you're playing like a game of Hangman, you know. Yeah. So what I'm thinking we'll do is here. Let me. Uh, I'll pour the bowl. You gonna um, you gonna put gonna milk a- in that, Dave? Mm-mm, no way. Jeez, I'm just gonna. Wow, these are really dry. I was going to say, you're not going to be able to... Uh... Okay. It's okay. So I think what we're going to do... We'll play a little hangman, but I think the best thing to do... I'm going to pull the letter out. Uh-huh. I'm going to hold it up right here, and you're going to guess what the letter is, and if you're wrong... Okay. You know how hangman goes. Yeah, sure. I get that. All right. Okay, let's try it. So here's the first letter. What uh, do you got? A B. That is incorrect, so you're going to get a head. Okay, but I mean, do you think the different letters have different sounds? Like as you as so you chew was, them. That was the B. Yeah, right. Well, let's find out. Okay, so let me go in here again. It's sticking to my fingers. All right. All right. What's the next letter? Uh, y. That is correct. So let's see what that sounds okay, like. Okay, cool. Let me see. Sound. I mean, it sounded like you dropped a you know alphabet on the table. It, but that's how it sounds when it goes into my mouth. It's, ah. like, it's like a hollow hallway. I see. You should have added milk. 
I don't want to. I don't want to add middle. What's the next one? All right, next letter. <clears throat> what do we got? F. That is incorrect. Damn it. God, why? <laughs> you got to be careful. I'm I don't, sorry. I don't want you to like choke on those. Okay. No, that was incorrect. So. Okay. So that was the head first. So what comes next? I don't know. Is neck. It the, is it the torso? Whatever. All right. So we'll go neck, the head, and then the torso. All right. Next but, up. Okay. So you have a Y so far. Yeah. Strangely enough, that's the first letter, I think, in the word that I'm trying to spell. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh. Wow. That is the second letter. Oh, so sweet. Y-O. Y-O. Why, why, why not Z? Well, but do, Y-O. Do you want... Are you seeing Z as your next guess? No. I was just I was just being a... Okay. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What's um, your next one? What do you got? I'm you. Wow. Three in a row. <laughs> Y-O-U. Well done. What, well do you, done. what do you owe me? Um, I owe you a bowl of uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, with milk in it. But what's your what's your milk of choice? Whole milk, one hundred percent. Whole milk. You don't like skim? No, it's you terrible. You don't like dirty milk water? It's not. It's not real milk. <laughs> you might as well just take some like you know powder and put it in some. It's not milk. Have you ever had powdered milk? Like like straight up powdered milk. Have you ever? Yeah, I mean either or. Have you ever had powdered milk? Or have you ever made milk from powder? I mean, if you've made Swiss Miss chocolate milk, you... Or Let me rephrase that. I meant when you make the milk, you use actual talcum what's powder. The, what's the next one, David? I'm sorry. What's your next letter? So right now you have Y-O-U. Okay. What do you got next? Uh, F. That is incorrect, sir. Ah. I don't like the taste of that one. Do the letters taste different? That one. Ah, that doesn't look good. Tastes like asparagus. That was, that was an F. That's a it weird taste. Should have tasted like I don't know, farfignugan. In hindsight, it would have been better if it had tasted like an F word. <laughs> I don't want to know what that flavor is. <laughs> Nobody wants to know what that is. All right, I, I pictured dirty hotel carpeting. <laughs> Next one up. What do you got? R. Dude, rocking it out. Y O U R. Sweet. Your. Your. Your cool. what? I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. Because that's telling you that you're you're something. What's or, interesting is that I don't. I, I should know what the word is, but this is not the. This is not the word that I had initially created. It's almost like it's spelling something else. Weird. Does that make sense? And so it's like it's like the game of Battleship is playing itself. Kind of. It's almost like a Ouija board. So like you're guessing a word. Mm. Like I have a word in my head, but the word that's being spelled is not the word. That's up here. I mean that that makes sense in your brain. I guess that's all it has to do. All right, next letter. So you have Y O U R. What do you got? Um, A B C D E F G A B C D E E. Okay, okay, all right. Not the word I'm looking for, but Y O U R E. So you are your. That's a that's a contraction, right? That is the first word. Your. But is is it, it since it's a contraction, right? So that's technically two words in one. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. So you are... You are... You are something. You are Dave. Yeah. Let's try that. You are Dave? Well, let's try D. Uh, what's your next... Okay, so interestingly, next one. interestingly does- enough, there are two Ds in the next word. What? So there's a D here, and there's a D at the end. So why are you R-E-D blank D? You are... You're Dave... Well, champ, that doesn't work. So D- Dave... Dave- Oh, it could be David. Dashing David? Oh, it could be David. Could be David. 
Yeah, Do you dash, want to try to dashing? Dash? Dashing? You are dashed? Dashed? Do you want to try another? Le- so, all right, David. David could be a good one. All right, you are David. It works. All right, next one. Let's um, all right. pull it out. What's this? I just had to eat one because it's been so long because you've been getting them right so quickly. G. I don't know why. Why did I say? Oh, it's too late. Oh. It's my. It's not. That's incorrect. So where are we? So we have the head, the torso, and let's go. I think you got two wrong there. So we got yeah. the two legs. So those are hanging right now. I don't have much left. No. Okay, okay. So your D blank D. Well, I just, let's just go down A, B, C, D, E. Oh, let's just go there, down the Yep, li- there's another E. Really? I probably should have put two E's down when you guessed E the first time. Oh. But that's okay. So, oh, so you, you cheated me out of, a, out of a turn? You want to take a leg away? I mean... I can take a leg away for you if you, you want. Think, is that, if you want, I, I, th- I don't know. I'm... I'm just gonna go on a limb and jump. Wait, I'm just gonna try something. I could go to the extreme ends. So like, right now, yeah, you have Y O U R E D E blank D. So you're something. I, I don't. Something. I don't quite know what it is. I can think of one word, and it seems like the safe bet. Like if I, I'm gonna go to the start of the alphabet. A. So you're gonna go with an A. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Oh my God, you're right. That's so weird because that's not the word. That I had in my head. What is what is it? So Y O U R E D E A D. It says you're dead. <laughs> That's so you weird. got that right, which is really interesting. So it says you're dead. So you're dead. So I, uh, <coughs> Dave. <coughs> Dave. <coughs> Dave. Ah. Dave. Oh. David. And that's our show. Big thanks to Dave Champa and Drake Klein. Uh, guys, you did a great job. I hope you can write more stories for us in the future. Hopefully you'll drop by the, uh, the podcast studio and hang out uh, for an episode at some point in the future. Guys, go listen to Champion Klein, the Knight Rider years, particularly if you were a fan of Knight Rider, of course. But you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Hoff, David Hasselhoff, you've just like '80s TV. You just like a couple funny guys talking about stuff because they talk about all sorts of stuff, uh, and then eventually they get around to talking about the show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs "Reformat," "Take a Chance," and "Pinball Spring." Thanks to Mike Mann for the Mad Mike Hughes update theme. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers. String some letters together on Apple Podcasts and either, you know, leave me hanging in the wind or spell out extreme joy over the show with many syllables and consonants in a review over there, too. Throw in some vowels while you're at it. Have a party. Go nuts. You can email the show at AtariBytes2016 at gmail.com. You can like the show on our Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes. Or you can follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also look up the show on Instagram. And don't forget, you can also call us and leave a voicemail at 563-265-1978. Leave a comment about a show, about a game, about any damn thing you want. And I'll probably play it on the show. Please consider, please consider supporting the show financially by making a donation on the Atari Bytes Patreon page. Or by picking up shirts and mugs in the AB underscore pod underscore store on Zazzle.com. Links to all of that in the show notes. Check out the new website, by the way. All of this stuff that I said 
is consolidated right there at www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. You can find out all about all the stuff I just said. You can find out about the other podcast. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. I find out about books I've written, all sorts of stuff. Thanks, as always, to the patrons, Michael Tyler and G. Ray Defender. You're two, but you're mighty. Uh, hopefully, uh, some others uh, can get on board with the Patreon project. Uh, new things are coming. Uh, that's my next project to uh, to revamp the Patreon, and uh, some exciting things will be happening there. Hey, do you love Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Linus, the world-famous author, Joe Cool, Woodstock? The Peanuts comic strip is what I'm saying. Do you love the Peanuts comic strip, the TV shows, the merchandise, all of that stuff? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, and you know you do. You've, somewhere in your house, you've got a Snoopy toy or a decal or something. And you definitely have friends and family who do. Every month, on the 15th of the month, uh, a new episode of It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown, my other show, drops. And we talked about all that stuff. We also talked about the mind of Charles Schultz himself. We talked about other things that have been inspired by Peanuts. We've had playwrights, authors, illustrators, uh, Peanuts historians, all sorts of people on the show. Um, We've talked about books, TV, everything. We do it all over there. Uh, So go check that out. Tell your Peanuts-loving friends to go check that out. And you can go to the website, carnivalofgleecreations.com to find out more about the show as well. Next time, on Atari Bytes. Flash Gordon. Alright. All I can think of is that cheesy Flash Gordon movie from the 70s. I imagine we'll discuss that uh, a bit more next week. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. No.